<laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Two Funny Astronauts. I'm half of your host team, Garrett Reisman, and... I'm the other half, Mike Massimino. <laughs> and you're saying welcome back, Garrett, because why? Well, we've been on hiatus. Uh, although we did just post an episode, a brand new episode last week, all about baseball. We're going to continue that baseball discussion in a moment. But before we do, I want to take a moment to explain why we took a little time off. Because congratulations are in order. Mike got married. I got married. That's right. That, that's what we're using for an excuse. Yes. That is a pretty good excuse. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, I'm sorry. I uh, just got married. I'm very busy. I thought, so. I thought a honeymoon uh, for a whole month was a bit much. But, yeah, uh, it wasn't. You know. Yeah, I think we're milking it a little bit too much on that regard. It was uh, just actually a couple days. So, so but you're a month. No, I mean, it was a whole month. Yeah, it was a long. That's why we haven't been doing anything. You know? <laughs> no, just a couple. We took a couple days and relaxed after the wedding, but we're planning a bigger trip, hopefully, for the summer. So, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, I, I understand. Uh, I'm not supposed to actually say her name because she's not sure she wants to go public with this yet. Yeah, I think she's still like kind of leaving her options open. <laughs> I don't play yeah. her. I don't play her. So I, I won't. I won't say her name. Uh, but she's wonderful. She's a wonderful. You're you're a lucky guy. I'm just. I am. Sure. Yeah, I am very lucky. And you, um, you know, I, you you met her. You you know Jess. Well, Jessica's her no, name. You, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. But you know her, and uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you met her a couple of years ago. I think in one of our trips mm -hmm. to California, uh, we were out there. We we came by and said hi to you guys. So yeah. We spoke uh, on the phone yeah. a bunch. She's always yeah. in the background whenever I'm talking to you. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I, lo I love when I, if I, I know I'm doing well, if I say something, I can hear her laughing in the background. I know I'm, I know I really, that's like when I really yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she likes you. She thinks you're very smart. Oh, you're a good guy. So I'm not yeah. sure she thinks about me, but she thinks that about you. anyway. How, how much longer do you think that's going to last? How what? <laughs> the, that she thinks you're a good guy? Her positive opinion of me. You think that I'll... Oh, no, that's, 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 in, that's, in, that's in, ingrained in stone. No, Nothing's no. going to change that, Garrett. You're a, a good guy. A couple weeks until she figures it out. No, the more, the more, <laughs> more people find out about you, the more they like. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm telling nice. you, man. I've known you a long time. No. There's yeah, some dips. You know, I don't really like them that much now. But sooner <laughs> or later, it kind of evens out. It's like the stock market. You know, and <laughs> overall, it's a win. It's a gain. That's right. <laughs> yep. All right, well... <laughs> your how about your your famous question when you that you would pull on people like reintroducing to somebody like your sister what would you say when you introduced me to your sister yeah do you remember what you said about more I, 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 I probably I said your sister I, yeah i probably said uh what do you think is her most endearing quality <laughs> yeah you said what do you think of my sister what do you think is she all right you know and that's a, what do you think about this you put you right on the spot yeah yeah think no, about I her? Doing that. in fact yeah, did i, I ask said, jessica i must ask jessica that did i did i, did I ask her what do you think of Simone about your wife, maybe, or no, something? No, no. I, I, when I first met Jessica, did I ask her, like, what, what's, what's Mass's most endearing quality? No, I think you just said, why are you, why are you, why are you interested in this guy? <laughs> I didn't think it was... You? You seem, you seem one, a, you're, an, yeah. you're an intelligent, attractive, level-headed person. What, what, yeah, what is this all about? <laughs> no, but I know you, you asked me, what do you think of my sister? And I was like, I like her. I don't like you, but I like her a lot. She's really great. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I asked somebody that recently, and it's, it's usually when I ask that question, I get back. Uh, and by the way, that was my dad's shtick. Okay, my dad would—that was my dad's thing. Yeah. He, would, 
He would he would do that to everybody. Uh, whenever he first, especially a couple, if he first met a couple, he would turn to one of them and say about the other one, what what's their most endearing quality? It was his go to thing. You know, he he was a really funny guy. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. so 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 usually people say you know a sense of humor. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but recently I, was, I asked somebody that and they gave me some really off like some real offbeat re- re- response. I wish I remember exactly what it was. It was like, what's their most endearing quality? And they said something like, uh, the way they brush their teeth, you know, or something like, <laughs> like completely random. I was like, what? Who answers that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But I'm All really right. happy for you. You guys. Thank you very much. Great. And that's, so that's our excuse for being on hiatus. But we're back now. We're back. Lucky audience, huh? We're back for both of you that are listening. Or we might have to be, <laughs> we might be up by, to three people by now. <laughs> yeah. So, and what do you want to talk? We're going to talk more baseball today, Garrett? Yeah, is that the so, idea? So, so it's it's timely because, you know, the World Series just ended uh, last yeah. night. And I uh, can't and you, say you, me- you mentioned so. your dad. Your dad was a big baseball fan. He was, yep, big yeah. Yankee fan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he liked, we, he liked watching. We used to go to the games. He was also, you know, my dad was also a, a Knicks fan. Mm. So... He was, he was actually probably, in, in, at least in, in his younger years, he was probably more, I think, a basketball fan than a baseball fan. And he and some buddies had uh, season tickets that they split mm-hmm. at the Garden. And wow. um, they were way, way up, like nosebleed seats, way, way up in the, in, the, in the top of the thing. And whenever, like, they would all cancel and they would be, there would be nobody left to give a ticket to, I would get to go. it's happened like once in a blue moon but like once in a while they had no choice they just had an extra ticket and i loved it i was was like i was probably like six or seven i was really young so i didn't even know i didn't understand what basketball was or how you played or anything i just remember i got to go into the big city and i got to go you know on the subway train with all those people into this massive room madison square garden right all these people and 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 get a hot dog and a pretzel you know, and that was that was that was it for me. I, I could care less yeah. about. I didn't even know what a, what you know what a three pointer was. I had no clue what was going on down there. But uh, but and the funny thing about that was it was such a it was such a wonderful experience for me as a kid to, that my dad when I when, when he would take me, those were really magical moments. You know those those excursions mm-hmm. and and it was it was so positive. The connotation was so positive that there was this odor that it was characteristic that would mm-hmm. you know smell down there, especially in the subways. And I always took that to be kind of like a good smell. Like I had a positive. No. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was only when I was much older that I was back in the New York subways and I realized, oh, no, that's piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the distinct odor of the New York City subway. I didn't, Which that has smell. gotten better, by the way. It doesn't smell like that as badly anymore. Yeah, I, that's good. I'm glad they cleaned it up oh, a little yeah. bit. But that, but that stale, like this, I'm talking this back in the 70s, right, when it was bad. Right. And uh, New York City was a different place back then. Uh, but but that's stale. So the Knicks, by the way, although they're good. They're looking pretty good this year. Yeah, they're getting better. But yeah. if you saw them back then, I'm guessing maybe mid early 70s, uh, Frazier and Monroe was still playing there. And yeah, maybe those guys is pretty cool. But anyway, so the subway was the highlight for you. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I got to smell pee. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm seriously, that was like, you know, there were pleasant smells and then there were foul smells. And for a while, for me, stale piss was a very pleasant smell. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, but yeah. 
when I was a kid. Well, the stuff that amazes children. You got to see Walt Frazier play in the garden. But, Ray, Dad, I can't wait to get back on that subway and the game's over and I can smell the pee again. Yeah, the, the, especially yeah. the combination of the smell, the, the hot pretzel combined with stale piss. Yeah. Was, was really, it's really yeah. magical. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, yeah. uh, we should make a candle. Maybe like Gwyneth Paltrow can make a candle. <laughs> yeah. Scented candle. Nothing can ever change. To, to smell like that or to get rid of the smell? Not a smell of stale piss. I, I, you know, me and other kids that grew up in, in the, in the, in the yeah. suburbs of New York in the 70s would buy it like yeah. hotcakes. I'm telling you, we, this is a great business plan, Mass. I'm telling you, we should make well, this thing. Well, you know, the, the new, you're talking about, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're going in this direction. But the basketball, the Nets, who now play in Brooklyn, yeah. before they played in Brooklyn, Garrett, they played in New Jersey, yep. right? Probably when you were there, when you were growing up there, I would think, for part of it. And before that, when we were really little, they were out on Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. But before that, which was going way back, like maybe early 1970s, they played in a place called the Island Garden, <laughs> which was walking distance from my house, believe it or not. And my dad and I used to go and walk to these games. And this is before they were still in the ABA back then. Mm-hmm. And we would be able to walk to those games like on a Friday or Saturday night wow. to the Island Garden to see the Nets play. It is be, they had play like Billy Paltz was one of the guys they had and Bill Melchione, Rick Barry. I think Rick it was a Hall of Fame. He, probably, he played for them Barry, and we yeah. got to see them in this small arena. And then he moved to a larger arena, the Nassau Coliseum. And then when they joined the NBA, they moved to Jersey. And now they're in Brooklyn, so they've been all over the place. But I remember yeah. that. Those, those, those nice father-dad moments that uh, we remember. So maybe you can do that with, with, with your son. Bring him to a place that smells like urine. <laughs> I wanted you to experience. I don't know where you find that now because people are more civilized. But you know, uh, There's plenty of places in L.A. we can do that. Don't worry. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll find one. I'll find a good one. Yeah. If any of you, if any of our listeners are from the Los Angeles area, and you know of a place that really has a nice <laughs> scent of stale piss, please uh, put it in the comments. Uh, let yeah. me know. <laughs> but I don't. You know, when you're talking about your dad with baseball and how important that was to us, it really was important for both of us growing up. And I remember your dad was your your dad. You and your, you started a relationship with the Yankees and some of your your heroes with your dad. I, from what I remember, the story when you got to meet Roger Clemens and. And we got to meet other guys. So, uh, you know, a lot, yeah, did I tell the, a lot did of I great tell memories Roger, there. What's that? Did I tell the Roger Clemens story? I don't, I don't think we told it. I don't remember. Either. Might as well tell it again. Well, you want to start yeah, with that one in our baseball? If we don't yeah. remember what stories we've told already, hopefully yeah. our listeners won't either. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that one was, um, you know, at this point, I had this relationship with the Yankee organization because of flying. We talked in, in last the episode that aired last week, which actually – don't tell anybody, but we recorded that like months ago. But <laughs> we saved it for October for the for the playoffs. So um, for the postseason. But anyway, the the uh, uh, in that episode, I talked about flying the dirt from the Yankee Stadium and flying like Bernie Williams's glove and Whitey Ford's jersey and all that stuff. So I had this relationship, and so my dad got sick. He he had uh, pancreatic cancer, um, and um, when he was sick, we were looking for like things we could do to kind of cheer him up and cheer all of us up, really. And so uh, my dad, uh, uh, what I did was I arranged with the Yankees, um, uh, and I, I, I forgot I got in touch with the Yankees, and I and I and I was trying to find something we could do, and they, and and my dad was living in Tampa, and they said, well, "Why don't you come to a spring training game 
and we can have one of the players meet with you. And actually, I talked. I was talking to, to Randy Hendricks, who's uh, the agent for for Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and, and others back then. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, bring him. You know, bring him on down, and we'll 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 arrange some kind of meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Dad, let's go. We're gonna go see a, a game at uh, in Tampa, at the, a minor league game. You know, or I'm sorry, a spring training game. We'll go spring mm-hmm. training. My dad's like, nah. I'm like, Dad, no, come on, let's. You know, I was I was gonna surprise him. He didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, no, let's go. I, w- I really want to go see the spring training game. He goes, Well, why don't we just wait another month? We'll go up to New York. We'll see him in the stadium. It'd be much better. I'm like, Dad, no, come on, let's go. I got free tickets. He's like, Oh, you got free tickets? <laughs> and I made up this this phony baloney story that my commander on the shuttle is Ken Ham. I said Ken Ham uh, knew flew with a guy in the Navy that works. Uh, this guy Jason Zillow who was a fighter pilot in the Navy. Now, Jason Zillow is actually a PR guy for the Yankees, but he was never in the no Navy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he certainly wasn't a fighter pilot, right? But mm-hmm. I made this all up. I'm like, yeah, he was a fighter pilot in the same squadron, and, and he hooked us up with free tickets. And my dad's like, all right, all right, we'll go. So we go to the stadium, and then we're, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're about to go in, and I'm like, hey, Dad, you know, we should go thank this guy, Zillow, for the tickets. It was really nice that they gave us these free tickets. We should go say thank you. Because this is all part of the plan, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, what, well, spring training? What, he's like 10 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need to thank Mr. anybody. Big shot. I, I was like, I want to go see batting practice. I'm like, Dad, no, come on. Forget the batting practice. We'll go, we should go say thank you. Let's do the right thing here. So my dad's like, all right. So we go in there, and there's Jason Zillow. And uh, he, he played right along with it. He's talking about, yeah, there I was in my Super Hornet flying in the Gulf. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, "Yeah, hey, you want a tour of the of the clubhouse, the facility?" And, and my dad's like, "Oh, wow, yeah, that'd be great." So we start walking through, and I remember Lee Mazzilli drove right by on a golf cart, and uh, and then we came across uh, Mick the Quick, Mickey Rivers. Wow! And uh, my dad's like, "Oh my God, it's Mickey Rivers!" He was going yeah. nuts, and and and, uh, uh, and 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 Mick, he knew what we were doing there, and and he goes, "You don't want to talk to me. You're here to see a pitcher." And uh, my dad's like, what? And I'm like, shh, you know, hey. Yeah. Uh, but then we moved on. We, we came up to this door, and this door opens, and then walked Roger Clemens, okay? And um, that man, I'll tell you, is uh, monstrous. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's, 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 he's like, he's so kind of a giant. I mean, he, 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 he opened this door open that, that would normally be big enough to drive like a golf cart through, and he t- occupied the entire door frame. Yeah, yeah, it's like Gulliver's Travels. Even for me, and I'm, I'm a tall guy, but he's just big. Oof. He's a I big mean, person. Yeah, just and, and, and my family, we're not big. <laughs> so the, the contrast was really striking. My dad is like a deer in the headlights. My mom, who also had no clue that this was going to happen, was also just and, and and the funny thing was all she can say the only thing she could verbalize in her shock was he's so big <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but he those was pitchers still, he, it's it's amazing how big some of those you know some of these major league pitchers they when you get up you get up close to them even you know like I said I'm a tall person but they're like big they're yeah. like a normal but and they're not like out of proportion and they're not heavy. They're just like a regular person, but like, you know, expanded. Yes. <laughs> it's like they just, they're like, a, you know, they belong in a, on a different place. They're in a different, a different planet. They're just big people. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it is, for, I mean, I've never met um, Aaron Judge or like Stanton, but those guys, it, I, it, I would just, 
I can only imagine. Yeah. Clemens, I mean, it wasn't just that he was tall. I mean, I've met plenty of people that were his yeah. height. Is the, the the bulk? I mean, just he's big, massive. So that's what my yeah. mom said. You're so big, but he was so gracious. He took tons of time. He he, um, he said, "You got anything I could sign?" And of course, I was prepared. So I I, I take yeah. off my backpack. I got balls. I got gloves. I got jerseys. And he sat there and he, he signed everything. He, he, like we're wearing jerseys. He's signing all of everything we're wearing. He like signed our socks. I don't know. He probably didn't go that far, but it was it was crazy and. And 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 told all, and answered all my dad's questions and told them all these stories. It was great. I mean, yeah, it's really. You know, I, I know being a Mets fan and the whole Piazza incident and and other things that happened later on. Uh, I'll tell you, he was really really kind to to me and my family. It made a big difference yeah. in my dad's uh, my dad's uh, life at that moment in time. So. Yeah, and that was really nice of him to do that. And he was very active, uh, of course, in Houston, which is where he was kind of from, I guess, right? Or at least his, I don't know where he grew up, but he was a Texas guy from somewhere yeah. down there. He went yeah, to yeah. U- University of Texas. And then um, and I think his family did live nearby in Houston, right? Because he, we came back to the Astros for a few years and then went back to the Yankees. But he was always uh, very active in the community and everyone seemed to like him um, very much. The people I met him, I guess I met him... Uh, maybe just one time, but what was down at, it was at the Houston Grand Prix, mm. right? And so Drew Feustel, who was my crewmate, is really into cars and racing. And and so we were going to go to this thing together. And it was sort of, I think there was someone at, with, that we worked with uh, at NASA through the Hubble Space Telescope team. I was an engineer who had an, a friend who was an engineer working on these fast cars, like one of these Formula-looking, Formula One-looking cars. And... Uh, and part of it, there was a, a celebrity go-kart race, right? <laughs> and so, so they asked, you know, they asked us if we wanted a part. I guess only I went room for one of us. So I was like, Drew, you're the guy. Because Drew was a, used, to, used to race cars more when he was a kid. He was into this whole thing. So I was his pit crew. And it, was, it wasn't like. Well, what kind of pit crew do you need for a go-kart? I was, hey, he, he won the go-kart race. And so oh, okay. what do drivers do? They'll say they, they give credit to their crew. So whatever we did, it worked. I can't even remember if I did anything. But if I didn't do anything, that's exactly what he needed because he won. So I think I did contribute even if I did nothing. I think that's, that was my contribution. <laughs> did you change Which, the tires or anything? Or? No, 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 no. I didn't change the tires because they were good. <laughs> if they weren't good, I would have changed them. But I knew not to do that, and that's how he how I helped him win the race. All right. But uh, but have you ever seen a go kart race? Have you ever been one of those things? Like you know, uh, not like a little. Ki- I mean, like a, it's got an engine to it. It can move, right? It's uh, uh-huh. you know, people race these things. Or kids, mainly it's kids. So they had this celebrity at the Grand Prix. They had this little track, and I knew Drew was probably going to win because he knew how to drive. So they had like I remember they had this guy uh, Mike Barajas who was a uh, like a local reporter was in the race. I knew him because his son. I coached his son in basketball. He lived in our neighborhood in Houston, and he was like on Channel Five or something down there. And but you never really heard. Of, I didn't really know of anyone else. Many had these celebrities, but I don't know who they were. They were like local people, whoever. But then Clemens is in his race, so <laughs> so it's a little it's a little cart. I mean, this is like if it's like meant for kids. I mean, kids race these things. Yeah. Like Foistel knew about it because his kids were racing these things, and he loved cars. So Foistel. He's not a very little guy, but he's not very large either. He's pretty fit. He doesn't weigh very much, no, apparently speaking. Yeah. And then Roger Clemens was probably, 
you know, four or five times as large as Drew. I mean, this guy, like you said, is gigantic. <laughs> and so he gets on this thing. It's kind of like a giant on like a little kid's bicycle. I mean, he just, it was just, he was just too big. His like legs were, and he can't even, I don't even know if he can move the steering. He was like gigantic inside of this thing. And apparently the size of the person inside of the V, the driver is really important for how fast that car is going to go. Because I think Clemens had the thing floored the whole time, and he's hardly moving. And yeah. Foistel's like lapping him and everybody else, and just yeah, they well, Foistel won. It's like a tenth of the weight. They got the same, you know. It really is related. There's a, there's a direct correlation, no doubt, <laughs> no between the the the, you know, the size of the individual. Because he's like a little. It's like he's like he's driving his little. It was like he's driving a kid thing. <laughs> and so Foistel beat him, but you know, but Clemens was really nice. We had our kids with us, and he. Signed a bunch of stuff for us and said hi and and everything. So anyway, there we are at the Roger Clemens story with your dad and uh, and the go kart race. But but so, we, we should uh, yeah. we should probably the other the other uh, cool story that involves both of us um, mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, Mr. Tory, Joe Tory. Yeah. So that that whole thing started. I I, I met him first, right? This because I think. Oh he, yeah, no, I didn't. You had you came back. <laughs> <laughs> you came back from a trip to Las Vegas. Yeah. And it probably was, well, I don't know. You told the story. I can figure out the date, but I think it was sort of around, was it before your first flight or was it after your first flight? This was, um, uh, okay, so this was, let me think. Uh, how much, yeah. how much, for, I, know, I remember when he came into the Space Center. Was it right before then? It must have been right before, yeah, it before then. then. It was before then. It was before then. Before so I think he, before, it was probably like the Major League Baseball meetings in December of 2008. 09, I want to say. Does that sound right? 09 is when, in the, 09 is when I met him in the spring of 09. So it was right. probably so the winter 08, 09. Winter. This is winter 09. Uh, yeah. So I, I think winter 09, they're, they're having the baseball meetings in, yep. in, uh, in Vegas. And mm-hmm. I, I, I had this suite in the Encore. Uh, nice. I knew, I knew a guy. Uh, long story, but anyway, I, you know, who did you know? I knew a guy. So I'm up there. You Steve Wynn is who you know. I knew a guy. So I'm up there <laughs> in the, in the encore and I got this suite and I'm, and I'm, we're hanging out and, and, uh, first, uh, first indication that, I, that the baseball meetings were going on is I run to Brian Cashman in, at the elevator going up to my, to, to, cause we're in this, uh, you know, there was a, the encore has like this special VIP entrance and we're in there and there was, uh, mm-hmm. Brian Cashman. And he was going to see CC Sabathia, who was also staying like one flight above me, and mm-hmm. uh, and and they were, he was really trying to recruit CC at the time to try to get him to sign oh, with the that's Yankees. That's interesting. And um, I even so I talked to him for a little bit, and then I went up the elevator. I even I even got them the the staff there. I signed one of my photos for to CC, and I said, "Hey CC, I hope I hope you give this careful consideration. You know, pinstripes are slimming." <laughs> <laughs> And they put it like they, they somehow they got it to him, and I was joking around because he signed a, a, a big fat contract, right? And we were joking around. We heard a big thud upstairs, and we're like, "Oh, that was probably CC's wallet hitting the ground." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so then uh, I'm going. Did you help recruit CC Sabathia? I'm taking all the credit. I think he. I think. So we should we should make sure people know who these people are. I mean, we're talking about Joe Torre. Hall yeah. of Fame manager of the Yankees, for those of you who wouldn't know that. Brian Cashman, general manager of the Yankees. And C.C. Sabathia, who was a great pitcher for the Yankees. Do you think, 
I mean, did you offer to Cashman that you would help him with, with the negotiations with this guy? I, I told him I was a huge fan, and and uh, uh, I, but I didn't tell him that, that you know I was going to do anything. So, but I but I think he I think he got that 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 signed litho the, the the you know the headshot whatever we carry around it yeah that I put out under his door saying that and he goes yeah you know. I would look good in pinstripes. It wouldn't make me look <laughs> And I think that's why he signed. I'm taking all the credit. I think I it was think all me. I think you get some credit for that. Yeah. I think it was all me. Yeah. I'm sure Cashman had something to do with it, but I think, I think it was mostly me. <laughs> I mean, maybe the amount of the contract had something to do with it. Just guessing. Yeah. Oh, I should, I, I'm still waiting for my commission. But uh, That's the Yankees, too. You know, that's a team a lot of players would want to play for, I would think. Yes. I would, yeah. I would think they, that has probably something to do with it, too, maybe. Yeah. So... But anyway, and then I go, I go down uh, to the gym to, to get a workout in. My wife and I, we both went down, and I'm going over to the stationary bikes, and there is Mr. Tory, Joe Tory, you know, uh, legend, you know, uh, and he's on the exercise bike working out. <laughs> he's, he's pedaling away. And, uh, and, 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 and my wife grabs me. She goes, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't bother him. Leave the man yeah. alone, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, it's Joe Torrey. I can't. Yep. And I was nice. I was good. I waited for him to finish. Yeah. And then he's, he's, and then he's sitting there with like a, a towel, yeah. and he's like toweling off his, his ear, earbuds, you know, yeah. from the, his iPod or whatever. Yep. And I said, oh, hello, Mr. Torrey. I, you know, you might remember me. I actually was at the stadium uh, just about a year ago. Uh, I picked up some dirt that I took with me, and you mm-hmm. might remember we did a ceremony, and and he's like, oh, and, and I'm sure he didn't remember a thing about that, but mm-hmm. he was really gracious. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, you know, yeah. And, and so, and, I, and, and he says, yeah, I'm here for the winter meeting. So I said, well, listen, um, we talked for, talk for a bunch, you know, in, right there in the gym. And I said, hey, uh, I got this nice place upstairs in the building here, and it has these big windows that look out to the west. And tonight, there's going to be a, a, a pass of the space station, a visible pass. The space station will fly overhead. And I figure it'll be perfect to view it from the suite we have. we got a, a full bar up there. Come on up. We'll have some cocktails and hang out and watch the thing. And he goes, oh, that'd be great. But, you know, I got the meetings. I got, I got media events I got to do tonight. So um, I'm afraid I can't, I can't make it. So I was like, all right. You know, it, 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 but, but, hey, you know, if you happen to be out, at uh, you know at, at six thirty at night, uh, you know that, that's when it's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. so I'm up there in the, in the suite. We're having a little party. We're we're having some cocktails, and all of a sudden, my my phone rings at about like six twenty, mm-hmm. and it's it's Mr. Tory, mm-hmm. and he goes he goes Garrett, where is it? <laughs> he goes I'm out here uh, on the strip. Uh, I'm looking. I don't see anything. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't see it either. Wait a minute. Okay, I said it should be coming from the northwest so look over by treasure island like right over treasure <laughs> island and and i'm and like you're by the luxor okay look from the to the treasure island it's right there and he, and he goes i'm looking i'm looking i don't see anything and it's freezing out here and it was it was really cold that night <laughs> it's the middle of the winter it's really cold and uh and i'm like okay hold, hold on a minute and i'm looking I'm, I'm looking at my phone i'm looking at the information and it's like yeah it should be right there right now and it's not there and i'm like mr tory hold on i'll call you right back so I hung up. I called Mission Control. <laughs> <laughs> I, called, I called Mission Control in Houston, and I got Royce Renfrew as the, uh, yeah. was the flight director. Yep. I got the flight director, and I was like, Royce, <laughs> help me out here. Look on that big screen up there. Look on the big map. Where is the space station? It's supposed to be over Vegas right now. I don't see a damn thing. 
And he's like, uh, it's over Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> Cabo San Lucas, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, turn it around. You don't understand, I got Mr. Tory sitting out there. He's, he's freezing his took us off. <laughs> Can you do anything? Can you make a turn? I was like, turn it. Call, call Vandenberg. Send up a missile. Do something. <laughs> do something. And there's nothing he could do. It was, it was, I had bad info, I was, and it was too late. It was gone. Yeah. And so I had to call Mr. Tory back and say, uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I would love to make it up to you somehow, but uh, uh, I, 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 it's horrible. <laughs> but um, it, we missed it. And, and he was great. And he was so, yeah, yeah. he's got so much class, you know, that guy. He, yeah, was so yeah. nice. he was like, he said, it's okay. It's okay, Gary. He's like, just knowing that it was close was, was cool enough. That, even that was special. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, I couldn't sleep that night. I, I was lying in that bed with my eyes <laughs> staring at the I, I let my hero down, you know, I totally. Yeah, I, totally, I can imagine. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably you tend to beat yourself up every once in a while, Gary. You're like, oh yeah. man, look what I've done. I've As we all do for yeah. months. Yeah. Months, was- <laughs> man alive. But it has a happy ending, though. That's right. That's right. Because he kept what in happened? touch. He came. He came and visited us. I think that's when you met him, right? When he came, he came to the NBL that day. And I heard he was coming. Yeah, someone told me that he was coming in with some of the Dodgers. And, and Joe Torre, I remember him, of course, like you do, uh, growing up playing. But you know, I'm, I remember him when he played for the Mets. I remember he and he was a he was a hometown guy. He grew up in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn, um, his right. brother he had a brother Rocco who was a, a New York City police officer and. So I remember some of my friends whose dads were police officers knew him, and uh, his his sister was a nun at a at a parochial school with Charlie Camardo went to school. <laughs> wow! In Queens, I mean, he was a real. I mean, he was a. They were yeah. a New York family, very much he, I think part he, of he, uh, New York City. He was like a you know a real kind of guy from the neighborhood who m- made it into the major leagues and had a great career. And then toward the end of his career, he was traded to the Mets, which was really big news because here he was coming back to play for one of the New York teams. After playing for uh, for the um, for the Braves and then the Cardinals, yeah. so so that was big the, the, news. The Braves, who did pretty well last night, by the way, the Braves who won the World Series last yeah. night. That's right. Yeah, and he um, he uh, he managed the Mets for for a bit, and uh, and then of course managed other places and did. He went to the Braves to manage and went went to the Cardinals to manage. He was an announcer for a while. Uh, had a very as a player was almost a Hall of Famer as a player. He won the Most Valuable Player Award. Was a very successful playing career, but really wanted to manage, is what he's told me and what's come out in his books and so on. And then he went on when he became a manager for the Yankees. That's when what he did was amazing as a as a manager there. He had records I don't think will ever be broken. He, you know, Garrett, he won uh, as a Yankee manager. They he won fourteen World Series games in a row. Because they lost his first series, I think it was in 96 against the Braves, and they lost the first two and then won four against the Braves. And then I don't think they're in the series in 97. I think it was in 98, 99, and 2000 where they won the three in a row. No, they had four. They had four four with the 96, but I think they skipped the Uh, year. They skipped the year, 96. I think maybe the Marlins won in 97 or someone like that came in. You might be right, 96. But he won, won, I think, four out of five years. But I I think we're getting that right, but... 
Yeah. But but he sweat he four against the Braves after they lost the first two. And then I guess in 98 or wherever they played San Diego or someone like that, they swept them. And so that made six in a row. And then the next team they played in 99, whoever that was, they swept those guys. Mm-hmm. And then against the Mets, they won the first two against the Mets. And then the Mets won a game, and then the Yankees won the next couple. So I think it's like 14 game, World Series games in a row, and I don't think anyone as a manager will ever break that. Well, yeah, it was over a series of years. But, uh, that's, but that's that was it. Yeah, they were just, just amazing what he did. And so he became a Hall of Fame manager. So when I heard he was coming in, to, and he was a Dodger manager at this time when you set him up with they, the space they station. They were coming thing. to play the Astros back when the Astros were in the NL. Right, they were coming to play the Astros, and uh, and uh, I heard this was going on, and I remember calling you, <laughs> <laughs> and you were busy. You, I think you were on the astronaut selection board. It was like two weeks yeah. before I was going to fly in space, and I remember calling you like, what is it, Matt? And I go, it's emergency. <laughs> of course, I, I hear Joe Torrey's coming. You don't think about it? He goes, yeah, I'm showing him around. I go, I need to get on. I want to meet Joe Torrey. I want to, get, I want to help with the tour. And you're like, I'm in the middle of astronaut selection. And it was just like, just like you were with Royce. This, I'm talking about Joe Torrey. Never mind yeah. astronaut selection. Forget about the selection. Yeah. Let's get your. So uh, you were nice enough to somehow, or I don't know how I got included, but I think you probably had something to do with it. And we had a couple other guys in there too, and that's where I got to meet him when he came in for that tour. Were you there when they first showed up? So they showed up. He showed up with a, a good contingent of the Dodger coaching staff. So it wasn't yeah. only Joe Torre; it was also yeah. Don Mattingly, right? And uh, Rick Monday was there too. I remember Rick, Rick Monday. Rick was uh, was um, an announcer for the team. He did the radio. Uh, he was a radio he, announcer. No, no. I thought at that point, at that point, I thought he was the pitching coach. No, you're thinking of Rick Honeycutt. Hey. Rick Honeycutt was his pitching coach. No, 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 Rick. But, but, yeah. I, I, wait, but what? No, Garrett. I got this one right. Rick Monday was a, was a, was an. He played for the Cubs. He, he was a, he was an outfielder, right? Rick. Monday? He was an outfielder. Okay, okay, okay. He saved the flag in Dodgers. Saved the flag. That was the thing. Yeah. He, he saved tried the flag. to. It was a two. A father and son were trying to burn the American flag. This is like in 1977. Yeah. And Rick Monday was actually playing for the Cubs at the time, and he was warming up, and these guys went out in the outfield, tried to burn the flag, and there's this. This great video, and you can see a great shot of him. He just grabbed the flag. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what he's kind of – he had a great career as well as a player. So he uh, went on to the Dodgers, won a World Series. What's that? Because I got a ball that he signed. So, so it was Rick Mundy. He was there too. Rick Mundy. Rick Honeycutt was, uh, was a pitching was coach. A pitching coach. For right. Torrey with the Dodgers. And that's who maybe you're thinking of. That was the other Rick that was there. Well, they, and then anyway, and Mattingly. They, I think that might have been it. I think like they had – you know who else was there was Kim Ang, I think, was there. Do you mean she's now the Florida Marlins uh, general oh, manager? Okay. The first yeah. one to, to do that job. And she was like an assistant GM uh, with oh, the Dodgers wow, back wow, then. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I that, she, she was, was there. there that day. That's, that's wild. And a bunch of others were there, too. Well, they, they, all show up in like, they show up in like a minivan, remember? At the, at the they NBA. They came in a, in a bus, some sort of bus or something or whatever they came in. Thing. And, and yeah. uh, this was... The NBL, the Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory, is a big pool where we practice our spacewalks, and that was, that's where the tour is going to start. Yeah. So, met him there, and I remember standing there and, at the front entrance. They pull up yeah. and they come out, and Joe Torre is first, and he comes over and he gives me a big, yeah, shakes my hand. I, I was like, "Hello, Mr. Torre," and 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 yeah. And then I turned, and there was Don Mattingly right next to him. And I yeah. said, "Hello, Mr. Torre," and then I said, "Hello, Mr. Baseball." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we went right down the line. It was great. Yeah, and I remember. And then we were driving from there onto the main site of the yeah. Johnson Space Center, and I, I turned to uh, Mattingly and I said, "Hey, you want to ride?" 
so he got in the car with me. Everybody else got back in the van, but he got mm-hmm. in the car with me, and I, 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 just the two of us. I had to stop to get gas too. I, 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 I was, <laughs> I was running on empty. I didn't yeah. want to run out of gas with with Don Mattingly in the yeah. car. We stopped, and I remember we talked all about Manny Ramirez and what it was like uh, being his mm-hmm. coach. You know, after yeah, after being yeah, had Manny Ramirez a, on a, a team Yankee and, and having Manny on the other side yeah. for all those years. That was fascinating. It was great. great. Yeah, he, 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 he could not say enough nice things about Manny Ramirez, which was, yeah, he's his coach. He's his guy, but you got, you got, but he didn't have to be so effusive. He, he thought actually the joy he brought to the game. He, 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 he really appreciated that actually. Yeah. 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 That was a very special day. That was about, um, that was like in April. It's toward the beginning of the season. It had to be because I flew in May. My flight, we launched like May, May 11th, I think. And it was so. It was about two weeks before we 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 were going to launch, and those guys came and 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 you know because we exchanged information with them. And uh, Joe Torrey called me from the dugout the night before the night before my launch. He called me up, and uh, and I was like, "Aren't you supposed to be paying attention to a baseball game right now?" <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was really special. I was really glad uh, you included me on that, and uh, got to become friends with them, and. Um, and you're still friends, right? You're going to his birthday party. I'm still this friends week. with him. Yeah, his 80th birthday party was the lady year, so he says he's not officially 80 yet, but that's coming <laughs> up in a week. So, um, cool. yeah, no, it's been it's been great getting to know him and his family and uh, and all the people around him. He really is uh, just a very just a very special person. I mean, he's very open to people saying hi to him. Um, he is he has so many friends. Um, He's just just a wonderful to be around. Every every time I'm around him, I, there's it's just wonderful, and you learn something from this guy about life just by osmosis about something. And you can you know, all of his players loved him, and he was such a loved beloved person in baseball, and still is. And he's yeah. 81. <laughs> he looks he looks younger than us. <laughs> that guy, That's not saying much. Certainly younger than me, but a guy you know he says. He doesn't look like he's 80 years old. He, yeah. he looks like a young man. So, um, yeah. And then anyway. I, to- I told the story uh, in the episode we aired last week about taking his ring. So he gave me his 2000 yeah. World Series ring and how we, we were worried that we would lose it and how he was so gracious about the like, yeah. well, if he lost it. Uh, but there's, an, there's another, um, uh, man, there's another really wacky coincidence. So while I was up there, he had dinner. Uh, well, during my during my uh, during that second mission on Atlantis, mm-hmm. uh, after he, he uh, uh, so so um, let me get let me get my, my story straight here. Um, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> were you looking it up on the internet? <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I'm not trying to look it out my brain. You call somebody. Did it? So you know Lorraine Bracco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of okay. course. He had me. He put me on the phone at one time. Yeah, he called me. Yeah. Tell me that. Yeah, yeah. So Lorraine Bracco used to be married, at one point, to, was it Edward James Olmos? Does that sound right? <laughs> I don't know. I do me a favor. Maybe I, I just got, got married. I know about that one. I'm not sure about anybody else. No, I. Hold on. I know that sounds about right though. That could be it. Jason, Jason, can you hear me? You listening, Jason? He's already yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah. Our, hey, our, our producer Jason. Jason, working on it right now. Google Google uh, Lorraine Bracco, Edward James Olmos, and tell me if I'm making this up. Give me a second. I'm going to screen share this one because I think that sounds nice. Is that leg- is that real? 
Yeah, it's it. Well, I mean, you know. Let's see. Lorraine Bracco. There she is. Let's see. Okay. Spouse. Spouse is, spouses. Spouses. Oh, Aubrey James through. almost. Yeah, there it is. Forward to 2002. I knew it. All right. So, so here's a weird, this is a real weird thing. Uh, so let me, let me back up a little bit. So I know Eddie James almost from Battlestar Galactica. Right. And I, and, and so I was hanging out with him and some of the other Battlestar Galactica guys because mm-hmm. Ron Moore, we did this thing. I, that's a whole nother story. I have to do that in another podcast. But I got to know Eddie and, and I was having dinner with him and, and a couple other guys. And I offered to fly something for him on my last mission on Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And he was there with, with his, his uh, he had a new wife at that point, uh, a, different, a different woman. He was, but, he was, but he was married, uh, I, I knew at that time, I actually remembered that he was married to Lorraine Brock at one point. So anyway, we're sitting there having dinner, and, and I'm taking a bunch of stuff. I'm taking a whole bunch of stuff. Into these guys, uh, Michael Hogan, who played the Colonel Ty, and, and Eddie both gave me their, their, their uniform insignias, you know, their little... Uh, uh, the, 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 the little pins and stuff that they had on their uniforms, that their, their ranks, that indicate their ranks. This, this is Star Trek stuff? Is Battlestar Galactica. I said that on purpose just to see if I get a rise out of you. <laughs> Come on, man. Star Wars, what was it? I'm sorry. Hey, with our audience, you got to get this right. That's right. <laughs> they will not forgive you. All right, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. So I'm taking all this stuff for them. Ron Moore gave me his son's little model Viper, and I actually filmed it going through the cupola uh, with the Earth in the background. I'm like, hey, look, we found Earth. Uh. Did you do any work while you were up there on the space station? You were... <laughs> well, no, what, what do you think? It wasn't like I was working on the Hubble. I didn't have anything to do. I'm just having <laughs> a good time playing with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's pretty cool doing that stuff. Right, so, so I, I, I said, is there anything else you want me to take? And he, and he thinks about it, and he looks down, and he pulls off this this ring. He had like multiple rings on him. He pulls off this ring. ring. Who are we talking about now? Joe Torre or James? No, Olmos? we're talking about Edward James almost. Okay. So Eddie almost pulls off this ring and he hands it to me. He goes, "Take this." And his wife, who was sitting right there, was like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Yeah. Can we get and, insurance on it? <laughs> but I could tell like something's up. Something's going on there. Uh, and um, and uh, and so. I wasn't sure what really was the deal there, but I could tell, like, it wasn't her, their ring. Because they said something like, don't you, that's like, it's like, they, they mentioned a third person, or won't she be, won't she be concerned, or something like that. Like, when, when you say, are you sure you want to give that to him? What so kind of ring was it? It was a wedding ring. So I take this thing. So anyway, so Joe Torrey is having dinner with Lorraine Bracco in Chicago. I'm up in space now. And during that dinner conversation, Joe Torrey says to Lorraine Bracco, you know, my World Series ring right now is flying in space as we speak, is circling right. around the planet. And Lorraine Bracco looks at Joe Torrey and says, you know what? I think my wedding ring is too. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this was, you said he was married before. So this was his current wedding ring he gave you or his old one? The old one. He was wearing his old wedding ring? Lorraine's, yeah, his marriage to Lorraine. And he, but he wasn't married to her anymore. No, but he kept the ring. And until he, he gave it. it to me. Until he gave what? it to me. And so there's the, 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 so <laughs> Joe Torrey, like, I, he was friends with Lorraine Bracco. I don't know how. Yeah. No, and yeah, they're, I got, they're very good friends. And by the way, got this all hand because Tanya Bracco is the producer on the Colbert Report, and we became friends, and she told me this whole story. Uh, so wow. I got this all from her. So I guess it's all hearsay, but 
What's but hearsay? Anyway, but uh, but but wait she, wait, the, wait whoa whoa whoa. What's hearsay? The conversation with Joe Torre that she had. This whole what dinner thing in Chicago, because I I wasn't there. I heard it from I heard it from Tanya Bracco, who got it from Lorraine Bracco. I don't know why the guy's wearing the old white ring. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> well, I, when it was I came bad back, luck. You shouldn't have taken it. <laughs> well, as, well, I heard I heard this whole story when I came back, and before I gave it back, then then I met him again for dinner, and I gave him back his ring, and I said, "Who so are we talking ring, about now?" <laughs> Joe Torrey or the other guy? Andy almost. All right. So I met Andy almost, and I heard this whole story about how randomly Joe Torrey and Lorraine Bracco were having dinner, and they realized that both of them had rings in space. Wow. Uh, at that moment. And just that crazy coincidence. And then I, when I gave him the ring back, I said, by the way, this ring is not from your current marriage, is it? And he gives me that kind of, kind of little sly grin and goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> So it was true. Wow, crazy, huh? Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. He, uh, yeah, she she was, I guess, in his office, and he had a picture of me in his in his office or something. Uh, this is when he was with the Dodgers, and and he called me one time. He goes, "Do you like?" I think he said, "Do you like the Sopranos?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." He goes, "I like put you on Lorraine." So she, I got to speak on the phone with her, and then I saw her at an event. Um, on uh, this is on September 11 every year. I don't know if they're going to keep doing. I'm sure they'll keep doing it, but they don't, I don't think they did it over the pandemic. But um, uh, Cantor Fitzgerald um, was one of the firms, investment yeah. firms. I lost a lot of people, and they have this charity event, and different people show up. Joe Torrey goes to it. Everyone, and you you do things like a charity thing. That all the money that that day goes to charity that they make down there. And she was down there. I got to meet her. It's a cool lady. Mm-hmm. But I think some of it's what we're you know. We haven't really talked about our connection to space here, and I guess we're almost out of time, or like overtime already. Way, way I think this, I think it's just like you know all these things as being an astronaut have given us the opportunity to do these uh, these really cool things and meet some of our heroes. And uh, you know, Jessica and I were at a at a um, at a jazz club last night, and and uh, the singer there was this was uh, her name was Megan Hilty, and she said something about she was talking about some of the the singers that had um, that inspired her or she looked up to and she they were her heroes. And she said, you know, you're never supposed to meet your hero because you always get disappointed unless your hero is this person. She gave these examples. And I think it probably goes for some of the people that we mentioned, uh, you know, Ro- Roger Clemens, uh, you mentioned Don Mattingly, and especially I think Joe Torrey. Yeah. Meeting that guy uh, is not disappointing as at all. And no, it's, no. it's extraordinary. And, uh, when you meet you meet someone like that who you looked up to as a kid because he could play baseball really well and he was successful, and then you get to know him a little bit and you realize, well, really the greatness in this person is who he is as a person. Because that's yeah, who, you know, and, and Joe Torrey had this reputation of 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 uh, and was widely lauded for being just you know a really classy guy, just having yeah. a lot of class. And then you meet him and you figure that you have such a high expectation, you're only going to be let down. But no, right? No, actually. He 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 lived up to that, you know. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's a cool thing. That's one of the cool things about being an astronaut, Gary. We get to meet these people, yeah, and uh, go introduce ourselves to them, and they usually are nice. Well, <laughs> I tell you, in the clubhouse, yeah, the one thing that was different that uh, that I observed in private when we were just us hanging out in his office in the clubhouse, and and Mattingly was there, was a, 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 unlike in public, there was a lot more use of profanity. 
<laughs> I do remember that. But it was, but it was in a classy way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very classy yeah. use of But there was, yeah. 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 All right. Well, on that note, should we wrap it, Garrett? And we should uh, wrap continue? it. No, we we still we haven't talked about uh, the other thing uh, with, with related to baseball and being natural, which is first pitches. So I guess we'll have to save that for another episode. Why, why don't we do that next time? All right. Because it's all related. We got to meet these people, and then they invite us to throw out a first pitch. So we get to be astronauts and I wouldn't say baseball players, but get to step foot on a major league baseball field and throw a baseball. So why don't we, why don't we pick people, that up next people time? People ask me, like, what's the scariest moment I had as an astronaut? And, and hands down, no question, is having to throw a first pitch at a major really? league Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the launch was easy. Throwing out that pitch, I, I was terrified. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about more about that next all right. time. All right. So thanks for listening, folks. Yep. And uh, remember to like and subscribe. What, right. else we, we, what else are we supposed to say? Uh, like and subscribe, and we don't really care if you listen or not, but make sure you like and subscribe. That's more important. No, we do care that you listen, and thank you for listening, those of you who made it through this. It allows us to relive our memories. Uh, so thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us do that. And, and thanks for hanging in there through the hiatus, and glad to have you back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for coming back. If anyone's back, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it might not be. No, right. no, well, well, then...